Hey, welcome back to the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, bringing you another episode of some cool stuff that you can use so that you could become a better racer. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about strength. And as you see the title, it's how strong do you need to be? And I'm going to give you exactly how strong you should be in the gym. Uh, Not really. (laughs) That's actually a joke. Not really exactly how strong you're going to be. I'm going to give you some parameters. uh, Give you some stuff to kind of utilize, some things to shoot for. Uh, It's going to be pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for this episode. Uh, Why? Because, honestly, I'm a little bit biased to strength training. Uh, You know, my background's, you know, if you kind of know me now and been listening to these episodes, you'll know that uh, I'm pretty biased on the strength training world. And I really love using it for racers. I think it's a, if you're not strength training, if you're not strength training properly, if you're not strength training hard enough, I think you are missing the boat. And, um, you know, I see some stuff on social media, some stuff you guys are tagging me in, you guys are lifting hard and, you know, I'm hearing about how, you know, as these racers, racers start to, uh, improve their strength levels, they start to ride better and they feel better. And that's really cool. And hopefully if nothing of all else, it just helps keep you healthier as well. So that when you do hit the deck, man, you, your body's put together and, uh, a, a strong heart and strong lungs are great, you know, and a, and a fantastic aerobic system is, is awesome. But when you take that spill, uh, it's really going to do nothing for your shoulder or your femur, your hip, your back. Uh, you gotta be strong. You have to have a strong chassis as if your bike, if your body was a bike, your body would be the chassis. You gotta have that stuff strong, man. You can't be, can't be snapping frames on your dirt bike, and we can't be snapping your frame on your bike on your body because without your body, you can't ride your bike. So, gotta stay strong. Gotta stay healthy. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out the episode I did a long time ago. One of my first couple episodes it's got a ton of views um, or listens, I should say. That's the uh, the five rules of motocross strength training. Um, that kind of just goes over. Uh, you know, really just basic, just strength training um, kind of guidelines to follow as a racer. Um, there's some myths that, you know, that I cover, some things it's going to do for you, some things that's not going to do for you. And, uh, yeah, I talk about a lot on other episodes, too. So, But today I'm going to give you some things to kind of chew on, and we're going to kind of talk about some things from more of a theoretical standpoint of, you know, how strong you should be. Um the one thing with, that's really cool about strength and, you know, so a lot of racers really just focus on training so that they don't get tired because, um, we've all been there at some point like you get tired on a bike and it's one of the worst feelings. Um, I can relate to that. I've had races where I'm just extremely exhausted. I remember that feeling and it sucks. It's like, you just hate riding your bike. You just want to just get off it and sell it. Um, you just can't wait till the race to be done you know, it's like the most helpless feeling ever is when fatigue kicks in. So a lot of racers just think, man, if I just don't get tired, I'll be all right. But part of training off of the bike, just like with any other sport, when you're doing your physical prep work, your aim shouldn't just be to not get tired. Your aim should be to actually build yourself up physically to improve your abilities in your sport. So like if you want, and in my really strong opinion, um, you know, this is just coming from years of coaching racers and 
you know, helping racers get stronger. One of the coolest things, the pieces of feedback that I get when they get strong is improved performance on the bike. Like the actual ability to ride the bike faster, ride it harder. Um, I'm actually might turn that into a podcast here in a couple weeks. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, like you start to be able to kind of do things on your bike that become easier. You kind of ride it faster and, you know, areas where you could, where you'd have to be sitting down, you can stand up, you can hit turns harder, vice versa. You can manhandle the bike better. And when you could do all that stuff, um, you know, it actually helps out your conditioning tremendously. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to rely so heavily on your aerobic system as much because you have some help from your muscles to, you know, put out less, like really just effort. I would say it becomes easier when you're stronger. Um, and so, yeah, like, so strength is going to help with your efficiency. It's going to help with your injury prevention. Um, Keep in mind, like, if you start strength training, again, it, especially if you're a competitive racer and you are racing all the time and you're practicing, um, you're not going to get bulky. And when you train, you're not training anyways to, to, you know, to be a bodybuilder or you're not training for hypertrophy. You're training to maximize your strength. And again, we kind of I touch on that in the, um, the five rules for motocross strength, you know. Your aim for training, strength training, is to get strong. So we want to stick to lower rep ranges. We want to stick to things that are going to build up your nervous system more so than you will doing like assistant bodybuilding movements where you're building up hypertrophy. Is is that important? Yes, of course. We do you know some assistant movements every day with our session, and that's just to kind of bring up like weak areas. So like things like rows. Uh, glute ham raises, reverse hypers, you know, shoulder exercises, things like that. But that's not an hour of doing shoulder work for erasers. That's like after we do some med ball work and heavy bench presses, and then we'll do some, you know, some rows and things like that after. But uh, we're not training for the aim of like, hey, I want to put mass on you. In some cases, yeah, that's important if you're undersized, but you know, the aim is uh, maximizing strength as much as possible with the giving amount of time and in, <clears throat> increasing your strength is not going to just all of a sudden wreck your endurance it wrecks your endurance when you're not getting enough endurance work in because you don't you're not like you don't have the available time because all you're doing is lifting so much weights if you're allotting time for riding strength training and conditioning you can do this all in a very happily manner and you can get the benefits from all the world, like from all three different worlds. Uh, you don't have to, you know, be on a road bike eight days a week. You don't have to be in the gym five days a week either. It could be, you know, two to four days, just fine. Um, but keep in mind that, you know, it's not going to drastically reduce endurance. Um, if anything, it's going to help it. So you want to train these qualities together and not separate. All right. So moving on to actual numbers of like how strong you should be. Uh, 
you know, really before I kind of get in and, and throw you some numbers out, some things to kind of aim for, keep in mind that, you know, really at the end of the day, if you feel good on your bike, if you feel like you're strong enough, um, you know, things are going good, it really doesn't matter how strong you're going to be in the gym. Um, if you've improved strength levels, but you're nowhere near the numbers that I'm about to kind of throw out, and you feel like that strength has helped keep you healthy, it's helped improve your performance, um, you know, you really can't argue against the fact that what I'm about to tell you is a set in stone, like you must be able to squat this much weight or don't even bother showing up to the track. That, that is not what I'm saying, and that's why I just don't want people to take things out of context um, when it comes to following certain parameters, because these, these are very just general uh, guidelines that I'm about to give you. These are just kind of guidelines that I find like, you know, if my racers are in these categories, along these guidelines of what they're doing as far as weight wise, what they're able to do in the gym. Um, I'm a, I know I'm in a happy place with them. I think they're plenty of strong. They feel really good. Um, these parameters are also, I should say these guidelines are not, are not super aggressive in the world in the, in the means of, you know, just overall sport performance. Um, you know, you don't have to be as, as strong as like a football player would be, or, you know, maybe a baseball player where you're trying to hit home runs. Um, you know, it's a very great topic when you talk about how strong you need to really be with someone as an athlete, uh, a lot of variables to look at. Um, but the numbers I'm going to give you is just something that like, just to kind of help give you some perspective of maybe where you're at now, or, you know, maybe it's, Maybe you're stronger than you think you are, or maybe you think you're way stronger than you actually are. Um, and it's just going to kind of give you a f mental framework of like where you're at and where you could be and maybe what to work for. Or, hey, like you're going to know like, yeah, I'm definitely doing enough. It's just time to kind of maintain the strength and we can kind of work on some other things. But, um, you know, these numbers, I don't actually... When it comes to my racers, I very, very rarely um, max out my racers. And when we do, I'm talking like we're doing like a technical max. It's not even like a true one rep max. It's like we just work up to a heavy, just clean one rep max when we actually do this. And, you know, we, uh, it's not even like, um, like I don't want to see the form break down. It should be clean form and it should just be something doable. Is it going to be heavy? Yes, absolutely. But it should not be ugly. It should look like a pretty good lift. Um, so let's kind of move into diff uh, four different types of movements that I'm going to give you some guidelines on that you can kind of think about and assess where you're at and kind of where you can aim for. So for the squat, we're going to talk about first. Um, this could be any type of squat. I just really prefer it be to parallel. Uh, make sure you're at least close to parallel. Um, it's not some just like half-hearted quarter squat that, you know, um, no Smith machines either, like doesn't count for this. Um, Smith machines are okay, but they're not okay to like use in this discussion right now. Um, 
that's a whole other topic. But I don't use Smith machines. I honestly, I really don't like them. They could be good, but uh, don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But squatting, it could really be any form. It could be any bar. You could do a box squat. You could do, you know, a basic, just regular squat, a barbell squat. Uh, you could do a front squat. If you're going to front squat the number I'm going to give you, then you're just an absolute savage. Um, you know, a lot of my racers like the safety squat bar. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It kind of wraps. There's a bar with like a pad and there's like handles that kind of come down around off of your neck. And that's really good if you have shoulder problems, also hip problems too. It just helps you um, squat to depth a little easier and it just seems to be a little friendlier on the hips. Um, so sometimes we use that bar with our racers, but most of the time we're just using a straight bar. And again, as long as you're squatting to parallel, these, these numbers are gonna apply. And the number that I like to run with on squat is if you can squat, you know, one point times 1.5 times your body weight, uh, in my opinion, you're in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, you know what you're doing, you've put some time in, and you've definitely worked on improving your strength. So like an example is gonna be if you're a 150 pound racer, this would be a one rep max of a 225 pounds. And again, that's to basically depth, which would be right around where like your crease, the crease of your hip. So when you squat down, your hip is gonna make a crease. Where that crease is, it should be really close, if not parallel to the top of your knee. So like basically your femur is gonna be parallel with the ground. So that's gonna be, you know, an ideal kind of mindset of where you should be squat wise. Um, it takes time. You have to really work on technique out of all the movements I'm gonna talk about. Squatting takes, is the most athletic of them all. And it's probably the, it's definitely the most technical lift. So you have to take your time in learning it properly and then the weight will kind of come on um, after technique's really developed. Then you can actually get strong after the fact. But yeah, about 1.5, I think it's a really happy place. Some people, um, you know, may think that's high. Some people may think that's low, but she would, you know, if you're talking about other sports, but we're talking about moto. And I just found if you are a racer that can squat that um, 1.5 times your body weight, you're going to be in a pretty good place. You're going to be happy. You're going to be feeling good. You're going to be feeling strong. And, um, you know, I think you'll definitely feel a nice drastic difference squatting that much weight versus uh, not. And again, I mean, you have to keep in mind like 1.5 times your body weight. Most racers, you know, we're floating anywhere between the 150, we'll say 130 to, to 200 pound range, you know, as far as the highly competitive racers that I see. So that number isn't really anything super heavy. Um, you know, when we start talking about really heavy weights, we're talking four or five plus. So that's four plates on each side. 225 is just two plates on each side. So it's nothing like out of this universe strong. Those are all, it's really an attainable number. Uh, let's move on with bench press. So uh, bench pressing is kind of same thing. Basically, I just recommend doing like a flat bench um, for this one. You know, have the bar come down, touch your chest. Don't slam it and bounce it off your chest. Make sure you control it on the way down, touch your chest, drive it back up to lock it out, make sure nobody helps you. Um, 
your grip, kind of depending on where you just feel the strongest at, kind of go with that. And for this one, we're going to say if you can bench press your body weight, I think is a really good good spot for a, a motocross racer. Um, so, again, if you're a 150-pound racer and you can bench 150 pounds, hey, pretty good. I like it. We'll, um, we could definitely live with that. Um, can you get stronger? Sure. But I think if you're at least doing that, you're in a really good spot. And you're going to feel, you know, a nice strength increase. Um, you know, when I kind of look at a lot of, you know, racers or even have brought some racers in, um, you know, bench pressing just 135 is out of the question. And you have to kind of build up to that. So, um, you know, again, if you're a 200-pound racer and you can bench press 200 pounds, cool. I think you should, that's like a, the minimum. You should at least be doing that. Um, so if you can't do that, work up to it again, if you can't do it right now, it does not mean you can't win or you can't ride fast or that you suck. Um, it just means you have room for improvement and that's, that's okay to know. And you can work towards that. Uh, moving on, we're gonna go to the deadlift and on deadlift, we're going to be a little more aggressive with this one. And for this one, I'd like to see you pull about at least double your body weight. So if you're the 150 pound racer, you know, I'd like to see you deadlift and, you know, being able to have the capacity to deadlift 300 pounds. And that could be off a straight bar. It could be um, a trap bar deadlift. That's my preferable method for athletes and racers. Uh, it just simplifies things and it simplifies the movement. And it does kind of put you in a little bit more athletic position right off the pole. Um, a straight bar deadlift, totally fine. That's how I, I deadlift just because... It's sort of a standard in my head of like, cause I used to be a competitive power lifter, so we always straight bar deadlift. So I'm still kind of hung up on that for the time being, but um, trap bar deadlift, you know, it's gonna just make life a lot easier if you have access to it. And so yeah, you know, work up to that. Um, make sure the back's, you know, straight, butt down, chest up, drive through the heels. Um, not gonna kind of get into a whole demo thing of it, but um, you know, work up to trying to double your body weight. And if you could double your body weight, this is going to be that one lift where, you know, if you can deadlift a lot, it's just going to make everything else a lot easier, especially when you're riding. Um, it's going to develop your back, your glutes, your hamstrings, uh, your core strength. When I mean your core strength, I'm talking like your whole entire torso from your hips to your shoulders. Everything's going to get strong. Things are going to be beautiful. You're going to like it a lot. And when you pick your bike up off of the stand or you pick it up off the ground, it's going to feel super light. Um, and, and yeah, it's also going to help keep your back healthy too. A lot of people get scared of deadlifting. They think it's going to hurt your back, but if you deadlift properly, you can, um, you can actually fix a lot of, you know, back pain if you've had it or really eliminate it. Um, I actually personally fixed a ton of back pain myself in my younger 20s by simply uh just kind of getting mad and frustrated with my back pain and i just started deadlifting heavy and i pulled a lot of stiff legs and i pulled a lot of deficit stiff legs and within a couple months later i basically had like no back pain left and i felt amazing and it was awesome and we've helped a lot of people with back pain by teaching them how to deadlift properly as well and getting them stronger in the deadlift um and yeah just a great movement if you're an athlete you should be deadlifting you should be squatting, you should be benching, and you should be deadlifting too if you're any type of athlete, and especially if you're a racer. 
Uh, the last one we're going to talk about as far as movement, like a, a strength um, guideline for you, is going to be pull-ups. So, you know, on average, I think you should do and be able to do anywhere from anywhere between 10 to 20 reps on a pull-up at a given time. Um, if you can easily go over 10, start adding weight to your pull-ups. So, like, use, like, a dip belt, and you can hang, you know, 10, 15, 25, even up to 45 pounds if you're that strong um, to, you know, and then shoot for sets of 10 with whatever weight's on you. And if you could do 10 to 20 reps, awesome. If you can add weight and do 10 reps, just keep kind of building from that. And, again, if you could do, you know, if you're in, in line right now with squatting, benching, deadlifting, uh, doing pull-ups like I've just kind of described here on this podcast or on this episode uh, you're in a good spot um, you know keep doing what you're doing train hard if you want to get a little stronger for the sake of just because you want to keep going um, don't rush it good you know keep increasing small increments but just know like you know your strength's adequate you, you shouldn't be having to really chase it much for performance on the bike I don't there's kind of this there's a reality of diminishing returns so, you know, do I say it would be awesome to squat one and a half times your body weight? Heck yeah, that's awesome. But, you know, do I think you need to double your body weight for increased performance on the bike? You know, I don't know. I don't think you're going to really gain that much from it. Um, I'm kind of giving you what I think is going to be that sweet spot of like, like when really good things happen. And even on your way to there, if you're nowhere near... Um, you know, if you're just like on the deadlift and, you know, you can only pull your body weight and you're like, man, Joel just told me I need to double my body weight. Well, if you get to the, get to the point where you're deadlifting and then you're one and a half times your body weight, you're going to start feeling benefits on the bike drastically, like right away. But then when you get to two times, then at that point you're like, yeah, I'm good. Like, um, you know, getting strong on the deadlift does help. But now I'm at that point of like, I'm two times my body weight. Like I'm good. I'm solid. Uh, you know, you, it's not like you've reached the top, the pinnacle of strength, but you just know, like you're kind of in that guideline, that standard of, um, yeah, I'm definitely like strong enough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And again, if you're not anywhere near close, don't freak out over this right now. Don't go to the gym and try to hit all these numbers right now. And just to say you're good. Um, do a really like a real assessment of where your, your strength is. Um, and again, when we talk about building strength, we're not we're talking about it as a long term commitment to this. You know, we build strength not in days and weeks, but in months and years. That's what it takes to actually get strong. So, you know, a lot of times in when you hear racers talk about preparation, they're always talking about like eight week boot camps and I'm going to go through this little preseason thing. And, um, you know, a lot of, in, in, in honest reality, like you, nobody's getting that strong in eight weeks. You know, like I said, it's, it's a continuous thing. You should always be working on improving your strength. Um, how much and how often and what you're doing varies, but strength just doesn't stop. You can't stop it. And you have to just keep training that quality over time. Um, you know, it's something that's, it's ongoing. So take your time with it, build it as slow as possible. The slower you can actually get stronger. Like if you can continue to add five to 10 pounds a week, 
um, is phenomenal in my opinion. And if you can go that slow, but that steady in one year, your strength will be through the roof. If you can do that and just use your, use these guidelines as a sort of some things to aim for. Um, and again, no, like, Hey, if you're not there yet, no worries. Keep riding hard, keep training hard, keep being competitive, but just know you have areas to shoot for. If for some reason, like you have a bad shoulder and bench pressing is hard and you can, if that's never going to happen to bench press your body weight, that's okay. You don't have to bench press to be a good racer. You don't like say you have some kind of bad, you know, back injury or some kind of, again, a shoulder injury and you can't squat, you know, you could find something else to do to improve strength. It does not mean that you know, you have to be able to do these things to race. These are just tools in your toolbox to help you. It's the same thing. Like when I talk about cycling for, for racing, uh, for building endurance, cycling, isn't going like, isn't the magic ticket to winning races, just like squatting, isn't going squatting with a barbell, isn't going to be the magic ticket. It's just a tool to improve certain fitness qualities. Are they good tools? Yeah, absolutely. They're awesome. But the best tool you have in your toolbox is the ability to ride your bike and to become a better racer. You use these things to help uh, facilitate that process. So again, don't get wrapped up in the whole idea that man, Joel says I got to squat this. If not, I can't, I'm not going to be able to win. I'm not going to be able to be at my truest, you know, um, potential. This is extremely gray area we're talking about. And, you know, if it was that simple, we would just take, you know, the best weightlifters and throw them on dirt bikes and they would be the best in the world. And you know that I know that that's not the case. And so the same thing, like you can't just take a cyclist and throw them on a dirt bike and they're going to be really good. It doesn't work that way. So take this all for what it's worth. Put it into context, put it into your own training career, put it into where you're at now. Use it for you know, the future. Um, if you're at all these numbers, awesome. If you could focus on maintaining at this point, you can focus on keep getting stronger. If you want, if you feel like, you know, you're feeling good and you like the progress of, you know, weightlifting, um, keep going with it a little bit, you know, let me know how it goes and, and where you're at. I see a lot of you guys training hard. Uh, my guys love being strong. They really do. They, uh, especially the guys that didn't really lift and now they lift, they just come back to me and like, they're just amazed at how they feel. And, uh, yeah, so it's some good stuff. You have to respect it and you have to know what you're doing, but you know, it's a long, slow process and, you know, start somewhere and you just keep chipping away at it just slowly, but surely. And some cool stuff happens. If you have any cons, um, questions on any of this content today, uh, feel free to shoot me an email um, or get a hold of me on Instagram or something like that. Uh, be more than happy to help you answer any questions. And yeah, we got a couple more episodes coming up in the near future. Got some cool content, like I said, and we'll be back soon enough. Um, hopefully next week I'll have another episode. If not next week, probably the following week. So just depends if I have some time to, to film this or not. So all in all, uh, stay strong, keep getting stronger, and enjoy riding. Talk to, la- uh, talk to you later. See ya.